I was just going to say that the types of themes that come up in the movie, I thought that the David Lynch is a really interesting kind of counterpoint in a way, maybe. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not a film expert, but I know I've seen a couple of David Lynch movies. And this idea that you mentioned that it's more focused on melodrama and in a sense, a kind of postmodern uh, preoccupation with uh, human emotion as somewhat uh, constructed, right? And this very postmodern moment of the 80s and 90s where authenticity is dethroned and in its place what appears is the whole of mirrors of, of kind of uh, cultural uh, representations, whether they're through language or, or visual culture or um, all other forms of embodied ways of being represented and representing ourselves. And so uh, to me, what's interesting about your movie, and maybe this is where it gets more personal to you and to your insights and to your interests, is that it's less about uh, this problem of authenticity and, and, and kind of the whole of mirrors of representation that in the hands of Lynch speaks to the artificiality and superficiality of American suburban development and American suburban life of a certain kind of heteronormative family life that is very stereotypical and very hollow in a way. And he, I think that his movies, you know, those kind of movies really speak to that, to the kind of underlying pathos, the underlying desires and repressed energies, sexual, social, etc., under the surface of this, you know, mask of normality in American suburbia. And, and somehow your film is not really about that. It's more about, to me, these questions of technology and of what is the human, they're more about kind of language itself. And you mentioned, you know, it's very analytical. And I wonder if it's less about uh, mourning of the loss of authenticity and more about, well, what is to be gained and what is the risk of really uh, accepting that maybe our subjectivity can be coded in technology. Now, I think that that's somewhat in the, uh, it's kind of in the background of the movie all the time. The way that they're speaking is very algorithmic. It's very declarative. And it, they, they, at points, they seem very empowered by that. There's some of the characters actually seem very empowered by the fact that they're so self-controlled. So there's something about rationality and the fact that maybe we can leave the human behind in a positive sense to become something else. I don't know, maybe I'm projecting here, but I'd love to hear your thoughts about this way in which the script, which is so abstract in the way that it's being delivered, is a kind of algorithm. And some, somehow we're not quite sure if we're seeing um, if these characters are somewhat more empowered by them, the possibility of leaving behind their humanity, or are they encountering, or are they in fact radically, um, uh, let's say, uh, displaced and dispossessed in that process? And in fact, the arrival of the stranger is in a way a metaphor for uh, for uh, them losing their place, you know, either for good or for bad, we're not quite sure, right? But this notion that it's not so much about culture and more about kind of like the way in which language allows us to codify the world and thereby change our world, but also change ourselves in a, in a very ontological sense, like we're changing the fabric of our very being. Like in, you know, and the figure for that is definitely the cyborg, right? Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I think maybe I would start uh, actually, as you maybe indicated, from a personal point of view, because I think 
the uh, well, I perceive it, this dilemma, or maybe I just experience it, the, the, the dilemma of um, the kind of knowing and not knowing, uh, knowing oneself but not knowing one's place in the world. Um, and maybe it's not only it's not always a fixed position. It might be that you you can oscillate between poles on a spectrum, and there might be other crisscrossing spectrums. But um, yes, this dilemma of sort of uh, which can also be a reaction to the um, well, it's a reaction, and it's also a product of of the kind of um, the the uh, existing um, structures that will kind of like govern our our existence. This kind of uh, like, for example, the something like in 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 commercial reality, like just be yourself or just express yourself, um, and uh, yeah, be like you know, uh, choose, choose happiness or something like this, like these kinds of like, uh, a, a, like you, the, the kind of, um, the hegemony is trying to really like locate your, your subjectivity. And then you, you have, we have this feeling that we, we maybe want it. We want to like know who we are and express who we are. But I think that I, think that in a sense you can never really know yourself um but you as you suggesting you can still la use language um as highly um kind of infected with ideology as language is well it's also has the emancipatory power you know i mean you can you can see how um you know there are social movements political movements um that will you mean through necessity you have to use the tools that we have and language is this like preeminent tool of humanity um so i think that the movie is is tr trying to express that dilemma um through it and it i guess it happens in different ways like this sort of like cyborg not cyborg um embodied actor uh sort of I don't know what the corollary is to that, but this sort of um, reduce this kind of reduction or like, uh, what is that um, Brechtian um, distanciation? Is that the right word? Yeah. Like the estrangement effect. The estrangement. Like if, yeah. Right. Um, and then, and then with the head head itself, uh, you know, is, is, is had had the intruder or or you know has it been is it actually like a projection of of um of some kind of desire that, that is in the characters themselves um so i don't know if the if the movie necessarily proposes well i guess in a way it actually does propose a not a it proposes a way out which is right at the end of the movie, there is this line of dialogue that says, um, uh, everything matters all the time, which is for me personally, where I sort of come back around to, uh, if I'm experiencing some sort of, uh, if the, if the dilemma is 
starting to be a bit too oppressive you have to try and find some grounding for yourself as just as a, as a human in the world and to say well every step that i take is can can have um importance should i should i ascribe it well i mean um so one of the ways in which to me it seems to be very concerned with the let's say pharmacological you know paradoxical nature of language stroke technology stroke humanity post-humanity is this idea that um everything matters all the time but you're even the the, the title of the movie had had uh suggests a kind of temporality it suggests that actually the movie is a lot about how do we understand where we where we come from or who we were and where are we going uh and so if you could talk so so that really unites in a sense the kind of linguistic concern of like the analytical structures the uh uh ways in which language codifies how we understand past present future um and our ability to influence that so in a way you know what you're saying is language uh for all its kind of um ways in which it's tainted with ideology always and it's it's the vehicle for ideology is also in its various forms artistic languages technological languages artificial languages natural languages the processes of translation that are necessary between all of those is kind of like like you said no like the preeminent tool that we have and so i don't know like it's very deep i think it's a deep engagement with the problem of in a way the enlightenment and um in what way can we uh become masters of our own conditions right and so it's interesting to see you to hear you say that actually there is a there is a way out in the movie the movie does point to a way out at the end but it's a to me that the kind of um interesting aspect is that it's a very ambiguous way out because we don't know what this thing is i mean this thing arrives you know part of it seems like highly metaphorical like is this thing a projection in their imagination like in a way the way that they speaking the words is so disembodied is this just a uh physical manifestation of of the fact that language itself is so um it's almost like uh like something that haunts us no it's a virtualization it's like a, it's like some kind of uh uh programming or something or actually are we supposed to understand this being as a more literal entrance of another type of agency in the world and you know here's where i think it gets interesting in terms of what this thing actually looks like because it's very it's very weird looking thing it's like uh, it has like fur it doesn't really have a face but it seems to have some kind of a structure in terms of its uh you know the way that the it has a kind of you know human like or or at least a you know hominid type of structure you know with two legs two arms but then it doesn't really stand uh it kind of crouches and then it also doesn't really you walk it kind of just sits in on surfaces not always on the floor so it's it's a very different kind of subject and i guess this goes back to the question is it a is it a concept in the movie is it a kind of metaphor or is it is it actually a, a different type of being yeah well 
of course, as an artist, I want to have it both ways. <laughs> um, and I think this is, this is the kind of, uh, what it, I don't know if it's uns, unscrupulous, unscrupulous. It's like the, 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 this analytical movie method, it's sort of, it makes an argument, but it's not an essay. So, um, yeah, I think it's, and it's, you know, it's a movie, but it's, um, it's a piece of writing as well. So, you know, in horror, then the, the monster, in the horror genre, the monster would absolutely have a strong allegorical um, relationship to um, something in society at that time. And then in that case, it would be um, clearly uh, uh, an, an, a subjectivity of, of a, a, an other, an alterity. Um, but I, it is also in the movie, in my movie, it is, uh, it's a, it's a kind of a collection. It's a, it's a kind of, uh, conceptual, uh, placeholder for, for all of these concerns that we've, that we've spoken about, um, so far, this kind of, um, yeah, this thing that disrupts, but which also, um, is potentially, creating a new thing, not necessarily purely destructive. Um, and it's sort of at this, at the same time, recognizable, but not recognizable. So as you say, it's kind of, yeah, it has this, maybe it alludes to our, um, evolutionary past, uh, which is, there's a, there's a kind of a thread in the movie as well through this game that they play the cards of meaning where I reference the bonobo just to kind of like sprinkle that, um, that uh, kind of train of thought, um, and but these th that kind of that nod to evolution is is it's not just arbitrary. It's because as you point to it, also with my concern, my interest in the enlightenment and the idea of progress, um, which I find very very confusing. Just personally, it's it's like. Uh, because it can be, it's a very, um, you can manipulate that idea and, and um, establishment powers will, will manipulate that idea. Um, and it can also be used to entrench, it can actually become a very conservative um, kind of, um, even a tool of oppression in some, in some ways. Well, um, the movie is quite explicit about the, 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 you know, the word totalitarianism is actually uh, mentioned a couple of times, you know, by the characters. And it's kind of puzzling and, and, and uh, fascinating because they are making uh, very uh, objectivist kind of claims on, you know, what is totalitarianism? Well, it has to do with um, a mode of power in which everyone is oriented towards one way of being, uh, the way that their bodies in space are also uh, oriented is towards one leader, towards one vision, one way of communicating. And in fact, um, there's this kind of discussion around, well, democracy is kind of the opposite of that. Uh, and they try to model something like a democratic domesticity in the way that they share their household chores, in the way that they sit, in the way that they speak very uh, frankly to each other and so forth. And yet one has this nagging feeling 
that the, that maybe they are they are kind of infected with it because they're so rational no? and they you know famously frankfurt school philosophers claim that paradoxically the enlightenment had its uh uh its kind of sublimation its last uh moment with the holocaust no with with nazi germany and rationality taken to a kind of extreme no? and so i think that that's very uncanny right now i feel in terms of the rise of uh, white supremacy the way in which a lot of tech companies have also been uh you know um uh you know there is a kind of uh branch of white supremacism in the certainly in the us uh which has to do with technological kind of evolutionism right which poses a kind of transhumanism where you know if you look deep enough there is a kind of white supremacist argument there which has has to do with this idea that rationality happens to be you know aligned with the western enlightenment and western people and white people in particular no? so you know i think that in a way the movie is was prescient because all of these things you know were obviously there in 2012 but since since then have become more acute right the technological monopolies have become more acute and obviously white supremacism has become more overt and more dominant actually so i wonder if you could talk a little bit more about this concern that is really interesting how it's connecting language technology and then these very strong political questions right yeah well i think that um well first of all i do think that uh i this sort of like artistic um desire to kind of have things both ways i think is actually a little bit of a limitation of of the of the movie um you know because in a way i'm kind of saying well we're all we're fucked but let's keep going anyway um you know like uh yeah this kind of sense of um and my mind is just kind of buzzing right now because it's like there's uh there's two when we start to talk about the current moment it's it's really uh it's can become very confusing because i feel like at the moment the political ground is really shifting in ways that we still might not entirely know this this kind of like collapse where yeah like where tech companies are having you know meetings with um conservative leaders whereas the movie is talking about this moment where it uh this kind of continuation of the california ideology where tech was like really clearly planted in um in the continuation of the enlightenment uh project um and so yeah i think it's um yeah it's confusing i'm trying to think of a like a easy way to summarize to to say that to think about um yeah i don't know are you i'm kind of feel a bit stumped actually in my mind uh one of the connecting threads or the way that i interpreted it uh, was to do with the fact that prior to the arrival of had had there's this fiction that actually the life in the house is somehow it's very it feels um uh, a little strange you know a little a little uh um inhuman because of the way that they don't have emotions but not necessarily wrong i mean there's 
you know, there, there's a fiction of rationality going on, that they are super assertive about the state of the objective, you know, way in which everything happens and is arranged. And I mean, it's not like there's not, there's an eeriness there, but it's when the thing arrives that it all gets turned around. And somehow to me, the, the suggestion is kind of twofold. One is that one of the definitions of totalitarianism is kind of this extreme determinism, a determinism which doesn't allow for otherness, doesn't allow for ambiguity, doesn't allow for contingency. And so the household prior to had had is a kind of representation of that, you could argue, because of the way they're talking. And there seems to be no outside in that household, right? Everything is um, everything is kind of what it is. And then suddenly had had arrives and you could say, well, that is a kind of metaphor for how uh, the totalitarian system eventually is actually untenable because some, some event will happen that demonstrates that the fiction of a kind of static structure of society where everyone knows their place and where everybody's oriented in the same direction is just not possible. But then the question becomes, well, what, what is making it not possible? And one of the aspects that had had brings forth, I think, is this question of, well, who gets to be human? And actually that question is a very, it is connected to questions of racism. You know, the white supremacy in particular has answered that question as like, well, the human is the white person. And so because had had is, is dark brown, it's a kind of... Uh, figure that suggests uh, it's a kind of archetype of alter of alterity right of otherness of, of an otherness to whiteness and so i wonder that's why in my mind the question of technology and analytical philosophy and extreme objectivism and determinism is counterpointed in some way with this question of otherness and whether in particular you know a racial otherness or a post-human otherness or a anti-human otherness i don't know if race is the only way in which this is happening in the movie because i think it is it has to do also with a certain um animalistic you know way of moving that had had has and and looking um but yeah, yeah they do seem to be connected quite a lot i don't know if that's me projecting but well i think i can say this i can say that an object of my uh criticism and with that movie, it's not entirely uh, explicit, but especially in the script that I'm writing now, is liberalism. And I think that there is a um, there is a uh, an oppressive element of of liberalism. It doesn't necessarily reach the level of totalitarianism as a as a political structure, but it certainly has the same kind of um, um, uh, squeezing of life and sort of demarcating of, of what is and what is what is not. Um, so I think that's part of the the kind of confusion that I'm that I'm expressing in the movie, or this sort of like state of suspension, where you know we we're in what is ostensibly meant to be a political system of, of freedom. And we certainly do have a lot of, uh, you know, I mean, you can compare it to other, the, the, the capitalist democracy in comparison to other political systems certainly does afford a lot of like personal liberties. Um, but I guess the dilemma is what, what is freedom within that 
society and you know do you have do you want um do you actually want the kind of um uh the protections that come from a more um uh rigid structure and would you give up the personal liberties i mean this is it's not something that I'm proposing in in seriousness, but it's just like a, I think your mind can kind of drift in those directions when you are afforded this kind of like the kind of classic Western, Western freedoms. Um, and I think also as a white male, um, and again, this is something that I'm really try working on more with the current script, but the, um, I mean, that movie had had in a way is like, I mean, it's it's kind of the beigeness of everything, and even though there are people of color who are on screen, they don't. I don't allow them to um, to express their their own social reality, their own um, culture, their own ethnicity. Everything kind of comes un under this um, oppressive system, uh, and by that I mean the the oppressive system of my filmmaking. Um, and so that, in a, I think, is is analogous to really my own position in the world as as a as a white male who is afforded within the within the Western system that we live in many many more freedoms than than you know other people who are oppressed from within the system, people of color, um, you know, poor people, homeless people. Uh, so I think. I think when I when I it's there's always this danger I think when you're making art to to you to try and um to fall into cynicism and in general you know I think that cynicism needs to be uh resisted as at all times as much as possible but the but what we're living in really kind of like fosters cynicism you know you can't um uh I mean you just look around well I guess you pointed to before that what happened with World War II, where, you know, is this what rationality brings us? And then now we're, I mean, this is a crisis that everyone is sort of aware of, you know, is this what liberalism brings us, these these leaders who, who are in power now? Um, and I don't think that we necessarily have an answer at the moment. I mean, I, you know, we're looking, there's a lot of political movements that are, that are doing an immense, work on the ground um but up top the the picture does, does not look that great